Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here. Today, I will be doing a podcast on my New York Jets. The Jets have a 7-6 and record, 13 games into this NFL season. Pretty good, considering what I've dealt with as a Jets fan and what all of the Jets fans have dealt with the last 5 or 6 seasons. This is a breath of fresh air to have a winning record at this late stage of the season. With that being said, it has gone downhill a little bit. Going into the bye week, this football team was 6-3. and three. Since then, they've lost three out of four games. The first game after the bye was against the New England Patriots. That was a not a very entertaining game. Low scoring. Defense did its job. The offense did nothing. That was the game after that loss uh, where the Patriots won it with that punt return touchdown. That was when the Jets decided it's time for a change. Mike White, we're going to ask you to step up and be the quarterback. And he's done fine. He's done well in all of his three games, in my opinion. The one against Chicago is the one that he won. Started off... Not per- I mean, the first drive was a touchdown, but the first quarter and first half in general, nothing eye-opening from him, but the second half is where he really looked comfortable, lit it up, and had his 300-whatever passing yards, 350, 360. Got Elijah Moore for a touchdown, got Garrett Wilson two times for a touchdown. Great uh, first game of the year for Mike White. And I would say... The good play, the production carried over into the next game against Minnesota. Again, a better second half than first half for Mike. The issue there was the defense, uh, particularly in the first half, did not do as good of a job as we needed it to. We wound up giving up 27, which is too much for a defense as talented as the Jets. And that's not really the game plan, you know, from Jets fans. It's you're, you. The game plan for the Jets is you have a great defense, you hold them pretty low, and the offense is going to do just um, good enough to win you the game. Also, I should point out in that game, one of six in the red zone, failing to convert on fourth and goal from the one, all little things that also ended up costing the Jets that game. Lost that one twenty-seven to twenty-two. But you, Minnesota is a very, very tough team to play. So to go out there to keep it close, make a real effort at the comeback, I applaud the Jets for that, and I think it was a good showing. Then you go into this past Sunday's game against Buffalo. Obviously, you already versed Buffalo. The Jets did. Won it 20-17. Shocking uh, win for them, a lot of people would say. And it was mainly because of that defense to hold Josh Allen to 17 points. They got takeaways in that game. They were not making life easy for Josh Allen, not giving him first downs. And the running game. And that uh, was very important. Couldn't really stop James Robinson. He had a touchdown in that one. Couldn't stop Michael Carter. But then you go and transfer to this one in Buffalo. Just awful weather. 
raining and snowing the whole time. Extremely slow start. First seven or eight drives of the game were punts. And it, there is a fourth down for Buffalo. Right around the two-minute warning of the first half. Trying to draw the Jets offside. They brilliantly do so. Get C.J. Mosley to heave himself over the middle. Uh, quite egregiously. That gave Buffalo the first down, and on that drive they would get the first score of the game. And they took the one-touchdown lead into the half. I felt pretty let down at that point because you forced the fourth down. They were probably either going to use the timeout or take the five yards to go backwards and punch you the ball back. Probably would have gone into half-tied. And that's not something that you can allow to happen. There was also plenty of injuries in this game for the Jets that are of concern to me. Corey Davis, he had the head injury early on. And he was rolled out for the rest of the game pretty early on in the game. That was back in the first quarter. Then Mike White several times got hit very, very hard by Buffalo. They were really putting pressure on the quarterback. The offensive line, not too sure what y'all were doing in this game. Gotta protect the quarterback. That's very, very key to having a good offense. Because your quarterback... How could they be good, make productive throws, if they don't have a damn second to do that? Despite eventually having to leave the game with the apparent rib injury, Mike White came back into the game, played well, gave the Jets a chance, and really where the game kind of collapsed. This was on the drive, I believe, after the Jets got that safety off the block punt in the second half. It was already... 20-9 to at that point, had the ball, they were driving, getting first downs. Michael Carter on an easy run up the middle uh, fumbled the ball. That was a real letdown, one you felt like, excuse me, one drive you felt that the Jets needed to score on. But instead, Michael Carter can't control the football and the Bills regain possession. It was another really, really impressive defensive fourth quarter from the Jets. We didn't allow Buffalo to score at all in that quarter, I believe. Uh, just the field goal at the very beginning, right. Did allow them to get that field goal at the very beginning of the fourth, but other than that, we gave them nothing. The Jets did get the ball back for the next time, forced a three and out. Scored a field goal. Very close field goal was a fourth and one. Some people would have said, go for that. Me, I mean, I understand why you take the field goal. You're going to need that anyway. But when it's that close to the end zone, I think you kind of got to go for the touchdown with the one yard there. Sala decides to take the field goal. Makes it a one-possession game. We get the stop on Buffalo. Three and out. And they did pass the ball on first down, interestingly. Saving the Jets a timeout. Did not matter in the end. Got the ball back deep in our own territory. Could not even get the first down. And that's how it ended. Buffalo 20, Jets 12. Quinn and Williams, a big part of kind of the third quarter into the fourth beginning part. Defensive. Questionable. Questionability. 
he had two sacks very early on in the game. Was uh, playing phenomenal, phenomenally. Loved seeing him do that sack dance. And in real time, from what I saw and what the announcers were saying, it looked a little bit scarier than it thankfully turned out to be. He is listed day to day now with the calf injury. Mike White, same status, day to day with his ribs. But Outlook is definitely possible for them to play against the Lions this coming Sunday. Before I talk about the upcoming matchup, I just want to touch on the playoff picture here for a moment. So the Jets are sitting here very much in the playoff picture. They sit at 7-6. and six. You look at the standings in the AFC playoffs. Number one right, seed right now is Buffalo. Buffalo has kind of pulled away with this division after they had their three losses. I think they were 7-3. and three. Now they're on a three-game winning streak. And they're kind of sit alone up there because the Dolphins are at 8-5, and five, at 8-6. and six. Jets are... Wait, no. Dolphins are 8-5. and five. Jets 7-6. and six. Buffalo alone in first place with 10. So that division is kind of getting further and further into the safety and secure hands of Buffalo. Especially will look apparent if Buffalo could beat Miami, which is the team closest to catching them this Saturday night on primetime. If Buffalo gets that win, it essentially secures the division. It does not secure the number one seed for them, though. The Chiefs will have something to say about that. They're the number two seed. And not too far behind them is the 9-4 Baltimore Ravens. That division by no means locked up, especially with Lamar's injury. And Huntley also, this week, suffered an injury as well. Uh, the Bengals very much in contention there to pass them. And the final division winner, the Tennessee Titans. Same record as the Jets, actually. Jaguars did beat him this week. They might make a push for that first place. Could happen. And then the wildcard teams. The territory that the Jets are looking to get themselves back into. After suffering the the first, yes, the first pair of back-to-back losses this whole season for the Jets. First losing streak. And it cost them. It really has, because they're not in the playoff picture at this moment, which they were in for so many consecutive weeks. It's weird to look at the standings and not see the Jets in the top seven of the AFC. Instead, the Bengals, a very nice win streak they've put together, five games. They have the number five seed, followed by Miami at the number six seed. After this loss to the Chargers, looking a lot less promising for them because they have Buffalo this Saturday. They lose that. They drop to 8-6 and six and kind of fall into the pool with the Patriots, Chargers, and Jets where they could all wind up with the same record, potentially. And then there's the Patriots beat Arizona last night after Kyler's injury. They moved up to the 7th seed. Chargers were briefly in the 7th seed after their Sunday night win, but Patriots hold the tiebreaker over them, so they sit at number 8. And behind them, the last of the 7-6 and six teams is the Jets. 
don't get me wrong, it's not it's not a happy thing for me to see the Jets below that line. But this is not over. This is definitely not over. With the way that the Jets keep themselves in every football game, every single game left on the Jets' schedule is winnable. You have Detroit, and I think that might be the toughest one up there with Miami because of how hot they are. I didn't give them a chance in my mind to beat Minnesota this past weekend. They did it. They kept it close against Buffalo. They've won five out of six. They're a hot team. They have Jamal Williams. They have Goff. Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the most promising young receivers. The only weakness on that team is the defense, which I hope Mike White, assuming he's in, could tear apart this Sunday. I really hope so, because I think to win this game for the Jets, there's going to need to be some offense. There's going to be a need for a lot more than 12 points on the scoreboard this weekend. Zonovan Knight is another player I look to for the Jets to do something. Bam Bam, his nickname. I love watching that kid. I just absolutely love watching him. The way he evades tackles, ran into the end zone for the Jets' lone touchdown of the weekend against Buffalo. First uh, touchdown in the NFL. And this kid went undrafted undrafted slipped under the radar there and the Jets picked him up and that's turned out to be huge because he is the running back number one right now since we no longer have Brees Hall and since Michael Carter is kind of on the decline and also coming back from an injury then the next game of the four remaining for the Jets is one that I might be going to there's a good chance that I'm going to be in attendance for this one it's one that I've had circled on the calendar because it's the prime time game the one and only that the Jets play this regular season against Jacksonville of course we thought it was going to be a nice rookie QB showdown between Zach Wilson who's kind of been completely off any chance of seeing the field hasn't even been listed as the backup for quite a while now against Trevor Lawrence who's just had maybe the game of his career against Tennessee. Definitely up there. That's an enticing one. Another young team and another similarly to the Lions where the weakness is on the defensive side. Young and experienced. Not too many standout players on defense. And I think with the defense that the Jets have, Quinnen should be definitely back by that Thursday game. Hopefully. I'm thinking he will be. So I think the Jets could take care of that. Seattle's kind of falling off. They're down to 7-6, and six, also out of the playoff picture. They just lost to Sam Darnold and the Panthers, who kind of come at, coming out of nowhere, making a run for the division. The, the Panthers are. So that's another winnable one. And then the final one on the Jets' schedule is the huge one. The one against Miami. And as long as the Jets are within one game of Miami going into that game, this has absolutely huge implications. Let's pretend that the Jets win two out of three against the Lions, uh, Seattle, and the Jacks. So let's say that their record is going to be 9-7. and seven. I don't think the Lions are going to beat Buffalo. So let's have them down to 8-6. and six. 
Then after Buffalo, the Dolphins play the Packers and the Patriots. Those could easily be two wins. So you think the Dolphins, I'm just talking realistically here, could be 10-6. and six. Jets could be 9-7. and seven. If the Jets win that game, they sweep Miami on the season and hold the tiebreaker. So as long as the Jets could position themselves to be within one game of Miami, or better, they have a real shot here to make the playoffs. I don't see New England doing anything. They still have to play the Bengals. Uh, they still have to play Miami, obviously, and they still have to play the Bills on the last week of the season. My only concern with that is maybe the Bills would be resting people by then. But still, nonetheless, I don't think you're going to beat the Bengals. I don't think you're going to beat the Dolphins. And the Raiders is kind of a toss-up because they're playing better football. The Patriots don't concern me as much. The three teams that I'm looking here to fill in those last two spots, because I think the Bengals and Ravens are locks at this point, is the Chargers, Jets, and Miami. The Chargers have a really easy road ahead. So in my mind, they're going to be in one of those two spots. And I think the other one is between Miami and the Jets. And like I said, it could come down to that final game. It really probably will, in my mind, come down to that final game, the way things are looking. And how nice it would be for me as a Jets fan to finally see them go to the show, to see a Jets playoff game. All I'm asking for is one playoff appearance here. We haven't made it since, uh, yeah, 2010. That's the longest active playoff drought in the league. I would love, love, love to snap that. Absolutely would love to do that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but if the Jets do make the 7 seed, the 6 seed, whatever, in that territory, they would probably have to verse either the Chiefs, uh, could be the Bills if they fall off a little bit, could be the Bengals or the Ravens, whoever wins that division. And I just want to make the point clear, like I uh, was mentioning earlier in this podcast, the Jets play you tough. The Jets don't give up. The only blowout loss, or the only two blowout losses of the year for the Jets came very early on in the year, within the first three weeks to the Ravens and the Bengals. Since then, each loss has been a one-possession game. Both losses to the Patriots, one-possession game. Losses these past two weeks to the Vikings, that was five points. Lost to the Bills by eight, that's one possession. So, there's no game that the Jets necessarily can't win. And I think they've proven that. They've beaten Buffalo. They beat Green Bay by a lot on the road, back before Aaron Rodgers had this huge losing streak. And it's just always interesting. They always make it interesting. They make it a fun football game. So, the Jets, obviously the next test. Lions this Sunday, I will be watching. Huge, huge game that the Jets really need to win. Alright guys, thank you for listening to this podcast on the New York Jets. I'm WFAN The Kid.